Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to K and G, yes. the podcast. Keys and Grey, correct. the podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Now that you've discovered us, do please share this very exciting information with your friends <laughs> and ensure that uh, this podcast continues to organically grow in the manner in which it has previously. Has it? Or to this date, perhaps, I should say. Keys and A&D. Are we still growing? Oh, we're still are growing, we? son. You sure? Because oh, I, like, I like to leave you to keep the we rest like of those things. Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Keys and Grey, <laughs> A-N-D, Grey Pod. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, where you will find us, and we are available. Just with, with your electronic device, I'm not going to mention yours, Andy, because I know she's listening now. Listening. You can just ask for us on any given Friday, Saturday. We record Friday mornings. Usually we're publishing by about midday UK. Yeah. So from that point forward and into the weekend, yeah. we are well, available. If, if Louis gets his finger out, we're publishing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have some explaining to do. Have I? Yes. What? What? <laughs> What yes. is that? Um, that's a young colleague of ours mm-hmm. who yesterday I played golf with. Yes. And you did. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of hours at the golf club after. Probably more than a couple of hours. Um, who Wait, I, I, at this point, I need to make plain yes. that I had gone. You had gone. You had gone, definitely, you were back. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with you, no. Now, I, I was entertaining my friend John, who's been over here in Qatar visiting mm-hmm. me. So obviously I'm looking after him. And our young colleague, yes, Chris Howie, yes. spent the afternoon with you. Yes. And his wife this morning sent this picture of him. Yes. Still clothed. Still fully clothed, shoes on, Distressed. lying on the bed with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> she said to me, what have you done to my husband? <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, hey, what have you done to my husband? I said, sorry, Nick. I said, no, he was the one who was, you know, boasting. I can outstay you, old boy. You know, you you won't see Rangers play tonight. That was his theory. You'll never, what time's kick off? I said, 11 o'clock, Rangers. Yeah, playing Krevna Krevna, whatever they're Red called. Star. That's it. Yeah. So playing them, he says, you won't see that. I said, of course I will. John and I are staying up to watch it. We're Rangers men, we're staying to watch it. No chance. <laughs> I don't believe that. So he came back to the house here for a, a, a couple on the balcony. What, and a, then, what a fool. And then honestly. disappeared into the ether. Yeah. <laughs> 
a number of yeah. your colleagues, uh, our <laughs> colleagues, I, I, I think have experienced um, a golf day yes. similar. Yes. Um, but I can't remember too many ending up in this situation. It's graceful. He hasn't even taken his trainers off. No. No. <laughs> He's still got his trainers on. It's like I dropped him off and, and he's still got his trainers on. The dog's looking at him. Look at the dog's looking at him going, who's that? Well, fair play to Nick, Nicky Nicky, Crosby, yeah. uh, another colleague of ours yeah. for sending the picture. We're very yeah, grateful thanks, recipients, Nicky. Nick, Top and, and uh, the chaps have thoroughly enjoyed this. And if anybody's concerned about not being able to get into the same state when they come for the World Cup, yeah. trust me, um, <laughs> Chris Howie, yes. he can vouch for all. He's a guide and offering <laughs> opportunities from this point. Yeah, if you just give us a call, we'll send you his picture. <laughs> I might tweet it, actually. Oh, I think no. I might tweet it. Buddy. So, how are we doing? Me? Yeah. Sensationally good. Yeah. Um, developments on... Um, See, I'm, 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 I always say sensationally good until you pick up your iPad on a Friday morning, because I, I, I guess... Our listeners kind of think, well, you know what Keezy's going to say, but I don't. No, I, 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 what I'm going to say now, uh -huh. um, really a continuation of the conversation we had last week. Uh -huh. I, I, what is happening in Ukraine, uh -huh. no one in their right mind no. has any truck fault. We, we, it's just not acceptable. Correct. Um, that goes without saying, yeah. There are many other conflicts in the world mm -hmm. that I would add yeah, to yeah. that list and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, say similar replies. Mm -hmm. um, it has been a subject of uh, bemusement to me that mm -hmm. uh, those that are in the firing line or should have been before now for, for sanctions have managed to escape uh, to this date. But I think the pressure was such on the British government that they had to act. Mm -hmm. And they've put Roman Abramovich squarely in their sights. Saw that. So... And listen, the, the the political elements attached to this story way beyond my pay grade. Way beyond my pay grade. Way beyond. Way beyond. I can only. <laughs> <laughs> way beyond my. Pay grade. I can only speak from a football perspective. What slightly bothers me is the triumphalism that goes with this. That football F triumphalism from who? Football fans uh -huh. that look at what's happening at Chelsea and rub their hands gleefully and say. Good. A, a, a number of different really? articles. Seriously? Oh, a number of different articles. Why? Jim White this morning. Premier League must impose relegation to show that it has a spine. What? I'm sorry. Why? Um, Skinsky. Picture sorry. of Roman Abramovich. Son, Skinsky. Chelsea could fold if sanctioned Roman Abramovich doesn't sell the club in 81 days. Uh, Matthew Said, who's been a long-time critic of Abramovich, in fairness to Matthew. Is he? Yeah, a, flanks, a phalanx of Chelsea fans has acted as PR bots for Abramovich and Putin. Yeah, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but remove, and I know it's really difficult to do so, remove Abramovich from this. And mm -hmm. Chelsea Football Club mm -hmm. is an entirely different entity, totally. in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I know that you can argue that the 21 trophies across the 19 years might not have happened, but Chelsea were not a small football club mm -hmm. before Abramovich arrived. They'd been knocking on the door, yes. and yes, they were in financial trouble. And, uh -huh. and yes, we all know the story that yeah, yeah. you know Ken was going Ken, bust and, Ken, and uh, double fast. Yeah. Um, but if you're sanctioning Abramovich, then I, I, I would would go on to ask, what then about uh, a phalanx, to use the word that yeah. uh, Matthew has, of other? owners yes um 
what about, for instance, uh, Maxim Damin at Bournemouth? Who? Well, Russian owner, Maxim Damin okay. at Bournemouth. All right. Uh, Dmitry Robledev at uh, Monaco. I know this is not within our no, sphere, but Bournemouth is. Yeah. Um, we have another one at Bruges, Valérie Diff. Um, we have one at Vitesse Armand. I, I, I mean, how far do we go? And I don't at what know. point do we say these sanctions are designed to hurt the individual rather than the collective? Why well, don't know. you tell me? I, I, Andy, I, you're, I, you're more not. No, you see, see I, 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 am Politically, I, I, I don't know how 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 far we should go. Um, Roman Abramovich owns Chelsea. Um, his association with Putin is clear, uh, has been for all to see, and a close association over mm. the years. So, does that mean that because of his association with Chelsea, his ownership of Chelsea? that Chelsea should cease to exist? Well, because of what Putin has done in Ukraine? Martin Samuel in the mail this morning. I mean, wow, what an opening paragraph. Uh, they always say, if you can, um, you know, the, uh-huh. the, you, your opening power is the most important you, that's when you grab people. Right. Uh, the same money that propelled Chelsea to the pinnacle of world football also propelled rockets into a maternity hospital in Mariupol while women gave birth in the basement. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, he goes on to argue very fairly mm-hmm. later in the piece. It really is worth the read because um, he makes the point that I have been doing so. It, it's not the invasion of Ukraine that, that, that I... I shrug my shoulders at it's the hypocrisy that's come with it because none of them and, and I'm not saying Tories and Labour are any different I, no. I, I, I mean Mandelson was cozying up to oligarchs years ago um, but but we all knew that this was coming we all knew that the Russians were buying London for good reason it's, none of this is a surprise is it really I don't know is it well, I know it's not to you because I know so, you, you keep abreast of things like this. Let me, uh, let me, let me continue invading to read on. A, invading a democratic country is a surprise. It is with some irony that right. a fully sanctioned Stamford Bridge will host Newcastle United this weekend, who are owned by the public investment <laughs> yes. fund of a country that uh, is involved in a war in Yemen that has killed 100,000 people, displaced 4 million, and left a further 24 million in need of aid. Saudi Arabia, however, are our friends, and our friends only kill the right people, or rather brown people and they are just numbers on a page yeah. this government tries to help its allies buy english football clubs through back channels yeah which is what it did yeah yeah i can't argue with anything you said there none, none at all uh, none at all. And, and that's that's what bothers me and i i i think for agents now to be circling isn't, isn't that isn't hasn't that been the way of the world for as long uh, as we know it yeah sadly yes but yeah. then then let's just stop i i mean we're looking here at the worst case what what three the the, the shirt sponsor uh, uh, sponsor well, how come you've suddenly woken up yeah you know we live at what are we trying to do cancel chelsea i know yes yes looks like it that's looks like all right it looks like it the, the, the kit manufacturers suddenly woken up to the fact that there might be a problem. Is this because they genuinely have an opinion about providing their kit to Chelsea or because it might become unpopular that they have? Well, look, Keezy, if, if, if their morals are such that that's how they feel, then good. I suspect it's, it's, it's the other. They want the public perception of the sponsor to be a good one. Of course. So what's the, what's the best way of doing that? 
oh, I know, withdraw our sponsorship and say, exactly. we're behind you. And we'll get all the top people saying good things about us. Mm. Yeah. If, now, if they're sitting there behind their boardroom desks saying, now, morally, we believe this is fundamentally wrong, and that's why. But I don't believe that's what they're saying. If we were to dig into how all of our super owners mm-hmm. put their fortune together, oh, how ethical be. do we think we would find their business practices? <laughs> Are you sure? So, how far do we go? Ah. This, this is the problem. If you want to run Abramovich out of town, that's fine, but I think there needs to be a line drawn between that and not allowing Chelsea to sell tickets to away games, to empty the club shop, which is what happened that. yesterday, I don't get that. and to tell them that you've got three months to sell the club before the wages dry up. I don't up. get that. Meanwhile, supporters at Manchester United, Liverpool, City and, and various others are rubbing their hands. Uh-huh. Agents are circling, most of them probably Russian, yeah. or with links to, <laughs> to sell players yeah. that Chelsea have to other football clubs. For nothing. Well, if they can, but they'll make a nice few quid from That's it. I mean. They and there are can. others suggesting that Thomas Tuchel should quit and walk as quickly as he can up the M1 and 6 to Manchester. What do you think about that? I just, it, I find it all very unsafe. So what they're saying, basically, what the world is saying, or what Britain is saying, or what the UK is saying, or the English press is saying, that everyone and everything associated with Chelsea should do one. They should stand up and resign. Every, why doesn't every player say, I'm off, I'm not playing for you again? Is that what they want them to do? Uh, well, the hysteria that goes with be. this suggests to me that it Gizzi, probably it must is. Be. Yeah. It must be. Do you think there's a Chelsea player who will stand up and say, I'm not playing for you again? No. No. We can't. Why? Thomas Tuchel, he's managing a football club. He was asked to come and manage it. And I feel for the man in many ways, the way he keeps getting asked all these questions, I political feel questions. for football people at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the top-end management... <laughs> if you wish mm-hmm. and, and yeah mm. but football people mm. and, and I'm not suggesting that, that that sport that that line has been blurred too often down the years as well 2018 World Cup we yes. were all very happy to, to turn up in Russia and yeah. allow of Putin to sit in, in, yes. in, in the posh seats yes. and, and, and take the money for the Champions League sponsorship and, and, and new UEFA competitions going forward yeah now all of a sudden, well, mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, beyond my pay grade. Beyond my, above my pay grade. What's the top kit of all time? You won't know this either and you'll uh, hate it. Wait, I've got two. Go on. Top, top sports kit. kit. No, no, no. Sports kit. Uh, right across the range. Sports see, kit. I see. Um, uh, At number one. I'm guessing it's not football. So Yes, it is. Oh, Right. I and would, it's a I've most unpalatable football event that you will not like. Really? Mm-hmm. 1966, Bobby Moore's red jersey. Yeah, bollocks. At number two? Either Brazil? Mm, surprisingly, no. What? Michael well, Jordan's Chicago Bulls uh, yeah, jersey. I know. Okay. All right. Joint three, Torville and Dean. What? Yeah. You mean kit? They don't have kit. And, they and don't have kit. Usain Bolt's gold running shoes at Rio in 2016. Yeah, okay. On this list, on this list, uh, the Liverpool jersey of 1984, the crown paints jersey with the thin what? white lines through. Yeah, that's yeah, number we, 12. Oh, 84. Yeah. That when we used to battle them. Yeah, yeah that I is. I remember that well. Uh, uh, number 18, <laughs> the Invincibles 02 kit of 04. Yeah. Number 16, 
couldn't believe this, David Seaman's colourful jersey for yeah. Euro 1996. Yeah, still Brazil's not mentioned. No, Brazil, Brazil comes in at number five. Oh, Mellow Brazil, yellow. Pele's yeah. 1970 Brazil strip. Got to be. Still a big favourite with fans. Got to be. That's from a recent survey. Yeah. But I have to say, I was surprised to see uh, the, 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 the red England jersey is number one. Well, I think that's England-centric, isn't it? That, where, was the votes, where were the votes cast? Uh, Shane Warne. You ask a Portuguese whether he thinks England's... Uh, yeah. All yeah. too soon, Shane. And, and yes. the world will miss you. Um, yeah, fabulous piece this week um, from Brian Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, how football needs a voice like Shane. Uh, what, what he's saying here is there were many reasons to mourn the loss of Shane Warne uh-huh. at such a young age, agreed. But as someone, he, this is talking about himself, who loves watching cricket yet never played it at a decent level, what I'll miss most was Warne's ability to explain a very complex game mm. and the difficult skill of spin bowling in such an intelligent and engrossing way. Mm. He was. And he goes on to make the point that perhaps somewhere there might be somebody in football or a TV company that might make the opportunity available again <laughs> uh, for people to sit down and talk about football um, beyond just, as he says here, uh, the type who believes viewers should just be grateful to hear him slag off a lack of effort from players, which he would never have put up with in his day. And when challenged by the TV host to go a little deeper, gives off a frown that says, I don't need to bother with that. My medals speak for me. I wonder who he was uh, talking about. I have no idea. No? No idea. I've spent the week uh, thinking. Uh, yeah, so th- I mean, there's a lot fit into that. <laughs> Although, <laughs> when he mentions medals, it's probably, that restricts it a bit. <laughs> it does narrow it down. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, I thought this was clever. This week, Liverpool, of course, beaten by Inter. Mm. Uh, Liverpool, uh, uh, he talked about the art of football is to lose the right games. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Spot on. 100%. Couldn't, Spot couldn't, on. Uh, I couldn't agree more with, with, with Klopp. You're going to lose a game, lose a game, you're winning 2-0 in from the first yeah. leg. It's a, bit else. Like, it's a bit like Paris Saint-Germain for me at the week in midweek as well when we did that game, Richard. They lost the first goal in that game, right? Mm-hmm. And could have lost 1-0. And they're still through because they're 2-0 up in the whole tie. So you don't need to panic. You just get yourself right. And you do what Liverpool did. You see the game through. It was a foul, yeah? What? Well, we know. The first goal. It's a foul. It's a foul. I said to you on the night, you're not getting it because it's Real Madrid. Madrid scored. The at the other end, they don't give it. But no, it's a honestly, foul. Honestly, of course it's but a foul. But even so. But you no, know, what, what was difficult that night? Because you and I thought it was a foul. I thought it was a clear foul. Mm. I, I, I said at the night, and, but, but we're sitting with Ruth Hullett and Nigel De Jong, and both those guys said, well, maybe it wasn't. And I'm thinking, well, what's not a foul well, about it? Yes, it was. Benzema comes clear. in, cleans mm. out the goalie, who's mm. trying to clear it, who should never have got himself in that. Forget that. Okay, we can, do, we can argue all day long on whether he should have got himself in that position or not. The fact is, he was in that position, but he still had the ability to clear it, or the mm. chance to clear it, and he didn't because Benzema took him out. It's a foul. Wasn't given, no idea why. And this is where the whole VAR situation collapses, in my opinion. Over the last couple of weeks, the, 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 the situation at Everton against Man City was diabolical. That's a, lo- a local one for us. But the one in midweek in Europe, you have to say to the referee, have a look at this. Go and have a look at this. I think it might be a foul. And even if he goes over Kesey and decides, no, it's not a foul, fine. He's cleared it. He's clarified it. That's what he believes. But he never even went over. He didn't even get asked to go over. Mm. So I, th- I thought they were hard done by in that respect, Paris Saint-Germain. 100%. 100%. But what you can't argue with is they were not capable of doing what Liverpool did. See the game out, lose 1-0, throw it to the next round. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, nobody else is talking about this. We continue to do so, but I have nothing to add. 
just the information that David Ellery has been suspended from a role overseeing refereeing in Belgium due to an ongoing investigation into his conduct at the Football Association. I've talked to you about that previously. Yeah. I'm not going to again. No, no, I would like know. to see it come to the correct conclusion, correct. in my view. Beyond that, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> now, Leeds United. Yeah. Beaten last night. Yeah, thumped. Still in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. Go on. More trouble what? than Everton. Yes. Who are at risk of a Premier League points deduction as they teeter on the brink of breaking profit and substance sustainability rules after recording combined losses of over 260 million between 2017 and 2020, 155 million more than is allowed over a three-year period. That's above my pay grade. None of this is very Should good. Should I be worried? Yes. Should I? Yes. Really? Yes. I'll Why? tell you what I think you should be Why? more worried about than anything else. Okay. I don't see Everton spending any more than anybody else. Well, the, these, these are for, for, these are for well, you I do know. in that period. These are for accounts three, between three, 2017 and 20. Yeah. You're 155 million more than you should have been spending in that three-year well, period. Who says what we can spend and what we can't? Well, the Premier League rules on profit and sustainability. That's a fairly simple answer. I'll tell you why I also think you're in trouble. And, and we, I want to exp ex uh, explore this further with our guest this morning. I am I, a great advocate of Frank Lampard. I was delighted to see him get the job at Chelsea. I was a little miffed when they sacked him. Mm -hmm. But I think, obviously, looking back, was the right decision. But there's a buck coming up here. Yeah, there is. Ah. Does Frank know uh -huh. how to send a team out to defend? I think that cost him his job at Chelsea because they were shipping goals left, right and centre. First thing Tuchel did was stop it. Uh -huh. um, I look back on, on Everton's last performance, yeah, and it yeah. was a shambles. It was a shambles. It was a shambles. And that's, that's, a, and that's a compliment, mm. calling that a shambles. I, the honest answer is I don't know. I would, I would be surprised if he didn't. Now, I know we talk about Frank as an attacking midfield player, scored loads of goals, was, was always in that, always wanted to play at Derby, a nice brand of football. But I, I cannot think he, he doesn't realise... Well, can you remember West Brom ripping into yeah, them towards yeah, the end of yeah, his time? Yeah. Three daft yeah. goals they can see. Yes, I do. But I can't believe that he, he doesn't know how to set up a team. Who's he got now? Ashley Cole? Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got Paul, Ashley, Paul Clement. All good Paul guys. Clement, all good guys and all who know the game. Mm. Who know the game. Paul Clement, certainly, as a, as a man who sets up a team. Paul, he's been a coach in his own right. He's, he's, he's coached teams. So he, I, I, I don't think that's the case. No. No, I know what you're saying, and you have evidence there that suggests that could be the case, but no, I'd like to think that with, with if, if he was, let's just say, there's, there's, a, there's something levelled against uh, um, Guardiola, is that brilliant going forward, knows how to play football, but if teams get at them defensively, they're not set up as well as they might be, and he's, maybe his judgement of defenders isn't quite what it would be in front men. That, that may be a case. But I think with Frank and having Paul Clement around him and Ashley Cole around him, I can't believe that they're not sitting there going, listen, as I've said to you a million times, first thing you do is stop it going in. Let's go in uh, and this weekend get a clean sheet. Would you mind if we uh, uh, introduced our guest yeah, at this point? Because the, the, the whole purpose of asking yeah. him to join us this week is he knows probably having managed in the Premier mm -hmm. League and, and in scenarios such as yeah. this, perhaps a little bit more than... Perhaps a little bit. Probably. 
So let's uh, let's say good morning to the former Scotland, and this will come as a surprise it's to you. Because you know. I know the I know. former Scotland manager. No. Yes, the legendary. Go on. Former Aberdonian and Rangers manager. Alex McLeish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, before we speak to the big man. Yeah. You as a number nine. Yes, well, how, ten occasionally. Well, ten yeah, yeah. How do you think you'd have been able to cope with Big Eck? Oh, all day. Yeah? Yeah, see, the thing is, Andy, about big centre-halves. Right. That, and, and listen, they come in different yes, sizes yeah, of, do. of, of do. good, and, and, you know, but they yeah. all do the same job. Yes. They're reactive, Correct. aren't they? Yes. They're reacting to what I do. I'm exactly. proactive as a centre-forward. Exactly. I would have had a pocket in my shorts to put Big Eck in. Would you really? Yes. Exactly. Yes, that easy. I really would. Do you think he's one of these defenders you could hear when coming? I, when I, oh, you could hear him all day. When I told him this at the golf club here, uh -huh. which gets another mention, the yeah. Doha yeah. golf, when I told the big man here, uh -huh. and he was with Derek Johnson, I kept putting my arm across DJ's face <laughs> like this, to tell him what I'd done to him. He nearly changed <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'm sorry we're talking Alex, about you. Alex, you big man. To you. <laughs> hey. yes. I never, I never heard the thing there. I'm not. Listen, I'm not offended. I think Keezy, I think Keezy would have lasted one tackle with you, big man. I'm not offended, Andy. <laughs> what was his face like, though, Alex DJ, when I kept putting my arm across it like this? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I think it was ready. I think it was ready. But he done, wasn't he? You'll notice I'd position myself slightly on your left shoulder to move quickly if I had to. He whispered to me later on that night, he said, if he puts his hand in my face once more. Big bar, big bar, I love him. Uh, no, he, he wasn't that pleased. Uh, Eck, we need to get serious. I was just, I just asked Andy about the formula at the bottom end of the Premier League and how much, how much trouble Everton and Leeds, to be fair, are actually in. As you look at that bottom end, who's got the biggest problem for you? Forget, and I'm sorry. Let's, let's. Uh, uh, Norwich and Watford gone. There's one place to fight for, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really fear, fear for Leeds at the moment. You know, I know that Everton uh, are in a precarious position as well, but, I, that, you, you know, Leeds are in a hell of a spiral, and I'm not sure that Jesse Mark is, is um, you, you know, able to arrest the slight of the performance level. Mm. I, I think they, they have to give Patrick Bamford the one or two others back in a permanent week-to-week uh, -week basis because without those guys, they, uh, they're tumbling. Do you... Uh, it's always so difficult when... Because last week, and, and rightly, we were arguing that it doesn't matter about your accent, Alex. If you can do the job, then there's no reason why you shouldn't have it. But my concern for Leeds was that you're asking someone that has little or no knowledge of a Premier League, let alone a Premier League battle for survival. Yeah. And... and Listen, I haven't done it. You, you've been down there. What does it take out of you, and, and, and what are the signs that a team is in trouble? I mean, it is draining, Keezy. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And, it, and especially if you're floundering with um, players that, that uh, you know, that are not regular in the team and, you, and you've lost some of your um, best players. 
and and you lose that, you lose any momentum you maybe had in the early season. Yeah, but but uh, I, I think I know Everton will complain about um, injuries as well. But you know Leeds have been devastated by the loss of just maybe two or three players, and that those two or three players make a massive difference. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but but Eck, how how big a gamble was it? Do you think? Or do you think it was um, that Leeds, in the time of crisis, turned to somebody like Giese says a rookie with, with no Premier League experience, no experience of having to do what he's been confronted with? How big a gamble was that that they took with Jesse Marsh? Andy, I, you know, I'm thinking about that. I, I just wondered if if um, it was. Part of a long-term strategy as well. Yeah, as they yeah, said, well, yeah. if we if we do go down, uh, this, this is the guy we want to go forward. Yeah. It may not, you know, he may mm-hmm. have he may have to make his mark in the championship. But what you do know is one of the hardest yeah, leagues in the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that's not a guarantee either. So I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was, Jesse was a kind of new kid on the block. The the, the new wave of young managers. They they, you, you know, they they do the pressing, they do the the building up from the back, the the low blocks, the high blocks. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you forgot the mid block. Ah, uh, and I'll tell you the something. Mid, oh, tell you something else block, you forgot. Yeah. I'll tell you, you something else you forgot. Block. Negative running. Post, negative oh, yeah. running. Post negative running. Yeah, negative running. <laughs> Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> So you would identify them as having got the biggest issues. I've got to ask again about Everton. How much trouble are they actually in? Massive. Yeah, well, I mean, Andy's an, an Everton man, so he, he probably is, is much, much closer to it than any of us, Keezy, but uh, again, Spiral... Uh, Frank came in, they got a, a good result first game, then bad result second game, then a good result third game, and now there's been a, 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 an even bigger dip than that. Um, and, and uh, you know, once the players go into a, a negative um, kind of mode and you, you don't get the players back to keep, then, uh, you know, you, you're, you're in serious trouble. And it's, it's hard to... It, it, so I think, think in the end, you, they have to try and... Uh, make sure they don't lose games. You know, Big, Big Sam was, a, was a, a, an expert at that. Yeah. Game. Alex, yeah. get nearer yeah. to your telephone. The line's not great. Are you... I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to my ear, right? Okay, now we've, now we've cured the problem. Yeah, I think. that thing on the side of your head. Yeah, that... I'd stick that phone up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very technical solution, but it works. <laughs> well, let's change the subject. What was it like to play for a young Alex Ferguson? For young Alex Ferguson, yeah, it was, uh, it, you know, it was, I think it was a, a bit of a shock for a lot of the players um, because when he first came in, I, I wasn't in the first team at the time and he, he introduced me about, you know, a, a half, half a year later, half a season later and, and to the midfield. As Andy will tell you, when I made a goal for Andy in my 4 1 debut against Portugal. <laughs> yeah, listen to him, man. In the midfield. Did you slide that, that boy for me, son? 
Yes, remember that, Andy. Oh, yeah. By the way, what a finish that was, big man, as well. It was a great <laughs> finish. <laughs> well, it wasn't half. It wasn't half. It. <laughs> a proper striker. A proper striker. <laughs> Oh, I think I think you just put you you just put Keezy to, to, to the magical striker. <laughs> so you actually started life as a midfield player? No, I I did. I did uh, well, I I actually was a, was a centre back sweeper with my boys' club. But when I went to Aberdeen, Fergie saw it, it, the partnership with Willie Miller, Willie Garner was okay at the time, and he brought me into midfield. He thought um, you know I could do some kind of holding role and. It seemed to work okay for about half a season, and then I moved back to centre back. As I said, he, he quickly turned around because uh, one or two players were muttering, and then he, he um, you know, <laughs> he absolute, absolutely sussed that. And, and that's what good managers do. Alec, you know what the Fergie that you knew, the Fergie that grew up at Aberdeen, the Fergie that took over Manchester United and, 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 and ruled it the way he did, could that management style work now? I think he adapted, Andy, you know, he, because if you compare him to one of your ex-team's managers, um, you know, Jim McLean, oh, the oh, 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 wee Jim, God rest him, well, well, you remember when, when Alex and Jim came in the scene, yeah, they were yeah. kind of seen, seen some of our kindred spirits, uh, but Jim was, was, was a wee bit harsher, but with, with Jim didn't kind of uh, evolve when no. Alex Ferguson did. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think latterly, you know, he, he was a different kind of man. He was still a hard man. He still, um, the play, he still had the players kind of um, in, a, in a little bit of fear of him. But, I mean, you can't not not what he's done in terms of, he always he always wanted to get his his um, defence right, midfield right. But his, his choice in strikers over the years was absolutely fantastic. Mm. I don't know why he didn't say you. <laughs> Well, I think I think the I, I do have an answer to that, uh, Alex. I, I, I think the coaching and and, and uh, the scouting system in those days probably wasn't as broad uh, as it is now, and and one or two very good talents did slip through the net, and I'm I'm fully aware of that. And yeah. it's strange because yeah, I made this very I made this very point to Gordon Milne live. Yes. We were we were at yeah, Sky at the time, and Gordon, of course, had been the former manager of Coventry, and I, I did I was puzzled as to how my career didn't happen. How you slipped through? Yes. And I, sa- I said to Gordon, I said, well, you, you obviously hadn't heard of me, Gordon. And he looked back at me with a very straight face and he said, oh, yes, we had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just weren't good enough. <laughs> how is uh, well how is Van Bronckhorst doing at Rangers? Well, listen, he's, he's excelling in, in Europe. You know, he's yeah, seen he a, a, yes. a fantastic 3-0 victory yeah. last night over Red Star and uh, the, the victory over Dortmund. But I was at the game last weekend and it was the Huffington popped against Aberdeen and got a, a late winner. And I think he's, you know, it's something... Um, when Morelos isn't firing, then we're wondering who's going to get the goal. Yeah. The yeah. guy came, came out roof. He's not a world beater, but... Last year he got 17 goals. I think he was instrumental in the winning of the title and, and getting a good European run with um, you know the, the wee eye for a goal, Andy. Yeah, you know, yeah. so so maybe got to use use him a wee bit more in the running. How difficult is it to manage their club? The Rangers, uh, mm, yeah. Expectation levels, Andy. It's um, you, you know the Rangers are amongst probably a dozen teams in the world who have to win every single week. Yeah. 
And and I felt that pressure when you know you, you have a shelf life. I think at Rangers and Celtic. You think um, so? You think Brendan that's true? Rogers. Yeah. You think that's true? Yeah. Yeah. Bre- Bre- Brendan said, said it as well. You know, and and Dick actually that dinner we were at last week. Uh, Dick was on stage and he said, when what what happened? Dick, what was the exchange when you when Alec came in to replace you? And he said, um, well, he said I, I was definitely tired. I was tired. Um, it, it's, it's a very demanding job, and you, you know we we weren't getting the results. I fell out with Amaru, so it was you know a lot a lot of quality players in there. Arthur Newman, uh, World Cup semi finalist, you know, and Michael Moore, so terrific players. And, yeah. I, and I just felt, felt that uh, when I saw when I saw the squad, I thought, God, if I fail here, I'll never make it, man. <laughs> you're right. I said that as well when you took over. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're well, right about and, shelf and, life, though, Alex. So did, sorry, did Strack not say that? To Absolutely. You when he I was just going to say when Gordon was at Celtic, he he said three years, and and, and that's it. And I, I think Graham was at Rangers at a different time, yeah. but, but he too would say it. Just it absolutely leaves you totally and mm-hmm. utterly drained. Absolutely, um, without a doubt, Keith. No, I said to me, Gordon, recently, I said, I see your link with Celtic, Gordon. Surely you're not going to go back into the hot seat. He says, Alec, you and me can never go back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. He said, said, we're we're going to get upset with all that vitriol and the internet. And, you know, there's there's absolutely no way. The the press are feral. Everybody's feral, you know. Uh, you need to get your XGs right. You need to know your XG for goals and your XG for saves and your XG for this, that, and fucking everything else, Alex. Uh, Alex, thank you for thank you for interrupting your morning and spending time with us. It's been great Biggie, fun. Manage that. Another man who travelled across Birmingham to manage both teams. Yes. <laughs> who was the other? Who was the only other that did that? But Brucey. No. Oh, uh, Ron Saunders. Ron yes. Saunders. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah. done, Brucey. Andy, Andy, I think he was, it was okay. Villa fans accepted that because he left to go to Birmingham. Yeah. He came from Birmingham to go to Villa. Yeah. That was that was just not acceptable. Very but good. Eh? He did time, well. You know, <laughs> I tell you what, you did. Eh? At the you... same time, same time. Yeah, we, I shaved about seventy million after the Premier League. You did, so did that, You did that. Anybody that, that, that can navigate their way across Birmingham is a better man than me. It's I have easy. always got lost in that dark no, city. It's easy. It's, Dreadful. It's easy. Awful. Eck, thank you very much Eck, for talking thanks, to big us. Thanks, big man. See you, boy. See you, fella. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're a watch man, aren't you? Well, ish. Mm. I'm not, not big. And I like, I've got a nice watch too, nice watches, but I wouldn't be like, I mean, Gary McAllister, for instance, has mm. got a drawer full. Mm. of the most expensive well, watch he, he, you'll ever see. No, he used to have. I, I don't think he owns them anymore. Is I, think not they're, no, anymore? No, no, I think they're in... Uh, yeah. they're, they're safely looked after. Uh, I like a nice Rolex. I had a pal here in, in Doha who used to deal in nice Rolexes. Good luck. Yes. Yeah? Yes. I yeah. Know, yeah, Good I know. luck. Yes. Um, how about this one? English professional footballer uh-huh. playing for Premier League club Manchester United and the England national team was spotted in Dubai recently wearing a Patek Philippe Nautilus. Okay. Are you aware of what this I is? I know Patek Philippe. Yeah. Nautilus? We're not of a clue. Uh, this was a Nautilus travel time. Uh-huh. Uh, I could give you the serial numbers. How much? How much? Come on. <laughs> Come on. £650,000 as of March 2022. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I know they might say, well, if you've got it, buy it. But I'm sorry. It's a watch. Well, it doesn't tell a time that's any different to my no. iPhone, which is what I rely on these days. I don't wear a watch, a watch. anymore. It's a watch. Come on. Uh, you haven't asked me as to the, Who the identity was. of the individual. Ah, I know, I know. <laughs> Have you got his identity? Yes. Oh, God. Let me yes. Yes. Let me guess. Yes. Give me a clue. Uh, well, I have. England and Manchester United. Manchester United, England? Oh, England. Uh, well, that would be Rashford. Right area. Sanko. No. No, you're a bit, you're a bit, you're a bit off now. Oh, a bit off now. Um, Lingard. Jailings. Jailings? Oh, you're joking. Come on. £650,000. I knew you'd enjoy that. Thank you. More money than sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even if you've got it, £650,000. Is that an investment? I don't know. Come on. You Is that an investment? Me. I knew, I, 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 I knew actually, you'd enjoy that. I've only, I've only ever bought one house more than that ever in my life. <laughs> 600 uh, What's the most you've paid for a watch? Seriously. What do you think? Oh, uh, a couple of grand. You, me too. Yeah. I bought a, a Rolex years ago. Yeah. I, I still got it, but, but maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> it cost me like a couple of grand and I thought I was spending the world. Yeah, so did I. I, I yeah. 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 <laughs> Would you spend, if you had it, Right, say you were a, oh, you are a multimillionaire. I know that, but just just, just say just say you liked watches. Would you go out and spend six hundred fifty? No, because I on don't. I've never I've never understood it. I don't. I know it's a statement. I know it's a piece of jewelry. But I, would I want to walk around anywhere in the UK in that? No. no. Would I walk around here in it and feel comfortable? Yes. 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 But so, what's the point? Are you imagine UK? You're you're driving along, your window down, your hand your hand hanging out the window. <laughs> The watch would be gone uh, before you know. Yeah. My name is Richard Keyes. Uh, Your name is. My name is uh, uh, unbelievably uh, a very skint <laughs> Andrew Mullen Gray, <laughs> who wishes he could spend six hundred and fifty thousand on a house. <laughs> never mind a never mind a watch. <laughs> Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.